You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour! Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. This conversation will feature current pop music hits from the second half of January. You can follow along and listen to the music we are discussing by going to our Instagram account at Half Hour Podcast and click the link in our bio and save and listen to the playlist. And so you can follow along. So, as we like to do with our pop podcast, we're going to start with a full album. And this one actually has a movie equivalent with it because it's Disney's Encanto. Mm. This is getting a lot of buzz right now. And we finally watched Encanto. So, I thought it would be great to start our pop podcast with this film and soundtrack. So to give a little background on this, Disney's newest animated film, Encanto, features eight enchanting songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda and a spellbinding score by Jermaine Franco. The music brings to life the magical Mirigal family, each member of which, except Mirabelle, has a special power given by their miracles. When the miracle is in danger, Mirabelle is the only one that can save it. Um, so alongside this vibrant visual and charming cast, the Encanto soundtrack creates a sensational um, piece to the 60th edition to the Walt Disney's Animation Studios. So I thought this was a great way to start this because I thought the music in this film was great. Mm. Um, I thought the story was lovely and I thought we should talk about this. So um, one big thing I do also want to talk about is one of the songs from the film. We don't talk about Bruno. Has hit the Hot 100 at number two, um, and it is the fastest to rise here, surpassing Frozen's "Let It Go," which happened in 2013. And the last time Disney has it had its highest charting song was in 1992. So super interesting that after 1992, it wasn't until "Letting Go," uh, "Let It Go" happened, and now we don't talk about Bruno. So let's talk about Bruno <laughs> and Encanto. What was um, some of the things that you actually loved about this movie after seeing it? And then how is this translating through the music? Well, I think the story is really nice. I think it's a great Disney telling of a really wonderful story. Um, and I think the music's great. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Lin-Manuel score. I yeah. don't think it's his best work. Um, I think it's great, though. There's some nice – I actually – ironically, I don't think we don't talk about Bruno – is the best song out of all of them. And ironically, that's the one that's gone skyrocketing. I don't know if it's because of kids or because of families or people. It's just really catchy. Maybe mm-hmm. it's that. But I, I really think um, like Surface Pressure or What Else Can I Do are, are really good songs that tell story, that tell character arc. I think the family Madrigal in the beginning is really nice because that kind of introduces everyone. And I love introducing characters through a song. I think it's a great theatrical tool um, and using a song to introduce people to people like Belle and Beauty and the Beast and things like that <laughs> when they when you get to know the characters in the town. Oh, yeah. So um, there's some wonderful music. I think it's nice to have a pop score. It's nice to have a lot of this wonderful, um, fast-paced, high-energy, very lyric-heavy music. Um, and, 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 and a lot of these words move fast and it's to catch them all. And I, some, a lot of students and kids are listening to it and remembering a lot of these words and, and it's great. Um, I feel like this is one of those films that it's like when you go back and watch it again, you learn 
things again because we watched this and then our nieces and nephews were here and then again they put it on and I was like oh I'm picking up on things that I missed maybe the first time around mm-hmm. which is cool I think what's interesting with Lin-Manuel though is we're starting to get a lot of him in in the movie space in the Disney space in the Broadway space and I think we're starting to learn from him as a lyricist and a writer are things starting to get a little repetitive in a way because I feel like a lot of Lin-Manuel's shows and things start out with the introduction of the cast in that rap style or hip hop style. And this I think was cool because it it brings also this Latin style too that we've, you know, we get in in the Heights, but also now we're getting in this Encanto style. I think um, Lin-Manuel writes a nice ballad. There's actually a few really nice ballads in In the Heights. There's a couple really beautiful ballads in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And I miss the like part of your world moment in this or the tale as old as time, Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast in this or the A Whole New World from Aladdin. In the- I miss the like iconic ballad number. Yeah. I understand that Waiting on a Miracle kind of could be that. I understand um, all of you early. could – Yeah, all of you could kind of be that even though it's like a closer kind of a song. But I ne- I, I, I miss – well – how far I'll go from Moana is a great example of him doing that. Mm-hmm. I kind of missed that in this movie. I missed the like, what is the solo character's I want song and dream ballad standalone song mm-hmm. that I feel like we get in a lot of movies like go the distance from Hercules. Like I can keep going Like colors of the wind from Boca. There's always like that one, like, what do I want song? Yeah. I feel like that was kind of missing here. And it was like, let's put a lot of fun, upbeat pop songs, pop style songs in it. And, uh, and that's great. And that's awesome. I just was missing that. I think it would have been really nice to have one of maybe the grandma, maybe this one of this, maybe one of the sister songs could have been a ballad instead of both sister songs being high energy or something like that. I think that's why this is interesting because we don't talk about Bruno is the one that's doing so well. And that's not the norm. From right. Because Let It Go show. is the ballad from mm-hmm. Frozen. Right. There's, and, I, and ballad loosely used. Ballad can sometimes <laughs> be really slow. Sometimes can a ballad can be more upbeat. But like an I want solo song um, or a love duet. And there was no love duet either. Sometimes that works yes, too. Had that like right, and instead this had that more sisterly moment like that we got in mm-hmm, Frozen. Mm-hmm. But also surface press pressure is right behind. We don't talk about Bruno in the charts mm-hmm. right now. So mm-hmm. that's like the second song, and I find that is super interesting for this film in general because a lot of this is talking about the pressure of either what the family or society and mm-hmm. whatnot. Like where is this pressure? coming from for us to live up to a certain standard. Mm. And I thought that that message of this film was really beautiful. And I think that comes across in, in the music as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the music stands out nice. And it's obviously a movie you want to see to understand who is Bruno and some of those things like that. Right. But also the music can be played and, and enjoyed. Which is funny because before seeing this film, I was like, is Bruno the villain? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if we really have a villain in this film. People have villain moments. I don't think there is one villainous character, which is kind of nice for Disney to steer away from. Like, here is one person who is evil all the time. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was like, oh, some of this family is not great all the time. Some of them are great sometimes. And some of them need to be called out when they're not great. And then fixed or changed or do they change themselves. So that was kind of nice to kind of spread some of the villainous and the good throughout Multiple people in the family. Yeah. Maybe a representation of how many families have people who do things right and then who do things wrong and need help to fix or change themselves or help change others. As opposed to you are the one villainous person the whole time. Totally. 
we actually um we've been posting on our TikTok about some things and I talked about what else what else can I do the song on TikTok and some people wrote in about this and they they put they picked up on two things that I didn't really notice one being when Isabella's boyfriend or fiance at the time um when he was getting ready to propose he breaks his nose and immediately this one says why didn't the mom help him fix mm-hmm. his nose mm-hmm. when her miracle is that she's able to heal people mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. so i was like oh that's a thing that i didn't even pick up on and super smart to think that way yeah yeah uh, sure. it's like little flaws in the disney film space like oh why is that happening and another thing was is it interesting that mirabelle only wanted to fix her relationship with her sister to help the family mm. like why didn't she want to fix it beforehand just in general. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Or right. maybe that's but that's just sisterly uh mm-hmm. family issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, I think it was a great film. I I loved seeing soundtrack music though now moving into the charts. And I think that's interesting for Disney again because last time that happened really was Let It Go. And now is is this going to be continuing for Disney? You know. So, I don't know if you think anything on that, but mm. anyway. But that's great. For, I don't know. I think uh, it's great that Disney's putting out a lot of original scores like this with films. And I think this is great music and it's a great album of music. There's also a ton of music on the album that is instrumental, um, that's in other languages, that is played throughout the show. So there's not, besides these five or six songs that Lynn wrote, there's a lot of other orchestra, oh, yeah. orchestral it songs. Was scored, it was scored really nice. Mm-hmm. So let's move on into our other pop space. We'll go on a single space here. Uh, Some of these have music videos that we'll also talk about as well. But for new pop tracks here, we have a new track by Griff and Sigrid. And the track title is called Head on Fire. And this, this may be my favorite song of the week that I'm talking about here because I really love the connection that both artists have together. I actually learned a funny story between the two of them. They met at fashion week, sharing a slice of pizza oh, wow. and really developed a friendship on that and wanted and knew and wanted to then work together. And one day mm. one of them called the other and said, let's write a song together. So this is how this collaboration started. So now that you know that information, what do you, what do you think about two I, artists working together and writing a song like that? I, you know, I, overall this song is fun. So I think it's a prime example of a really good pop song. Yeah. It's got light energy to it. It's got a cool message to it. The video shows like friends, like either getting, it looks like they're getting dressed in a theater for a show or they're putting mm-hmm. on costumes or something and they're just having fun. Um, sometimes pop songs don't have to be really sad all the time or really heavy or really in your head and can, or really busy. Mm-hmm. It can just have a really, but it's got a nice beat to it. It's got very catchy. This was probably my favorite song out of all the ones that you've put on the playlist. I really liked it. It has a carefree, fun energy to it. Definitely a song I would listen to a lot. And I love that they do have that ode to the theater in there. Yeah. But also like this had, so we've been watching Euphoria lately, and this had one of those moments that I think between the two main characters of Euphoria, that they have that friendship that they just can't be without each other. And this gave me that whole sense of, oh, these two artists need to work together, and they're friends now, and they just they just have to explore this friendship together. So mm-hmm. it was like a super fun song. For sure. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great, I hope it gets picked up more and continues on radio and, and, and people, cause I know it just came out, but I think it's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And uh, now up next, someone who's kind of 
been missing a little bit in action, but he's been all over TikTok, is Charlie Puth. He came out with a new track, Light Switch. And this this song has some fun, fun 80s odes to it in its music video and the song structure itself. Uh, you have like the whole typo, the ode to Olivia Newton-John's physical and like Jane Fonda workouts, the whole say anything message at the end, trying to get the girl, etc. What did you think about this song? <laughs> I thought that as a, as a song alone, I never would have, I've listened to the song and then I listened to the, oh, uh, and then I watched the video and I thought I was like, oh, I never would have thought the video would have done that with the song. Cause if you just listen to the song, I was like, oh, this is great. And then I'm like, oh, that's a cool story. Like someone who's broken up with a girlfriend, maybe he's out of shape and he wants to try to get his life back together and shave his beard and everything. And then to be like, I'm sorry. And then the person that she's now with is also someone like in a robe, kind of disheveled looking <laughs> and like, uh, and, and so he was like, oh, I did all this for you. Maybe that wasn't why she broke up with him. Maybe, or maybe right, who knows exactly. why. So it was a little messy. I like when music videos have a little bit of a story to it, as opposed to just people dancing, depending mm-hmm. on the song, of course. But I thought this song was also really nice, really creative. And funny, like the whole play on light switch, like. Is her one day her light switch being like, I need a really fit man. And then the next light switch is, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really care about that. It's maybe it's more based on your personality, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. And you know, it's so fun seeing like, can a song tell that? And what is the artist trying to get across in, in their messaging there? But he did a little play on TikTok because he went out to his fans and said, I'm releasing my new song. Can we get this to go viral? And it's actually working. So mm. getting the power of the fan behind him. Sure. Um, especially with his followers on TikTok. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. You know, the, the good old TikTok now. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on next, we have Charlie XCX with her track, Beg For You. Um, this is so funny, Beg For You, because it's totally a play on September's Cry For You. Mm. And literally the whole song structure is directly from it she just came up with her own lyrics but it, it, is it a pop banger i think so yeah it's interesting <laughs> to me i'm i'm usually more black and white on this issue like either write your own song or cover a song yeah to me meeting halfway and like i'm going to use the melody but change the words or i'm going to use the words and change the melody to me i don't know in a way it kind of does a little bit of a disservice to the original artist like you're either going to write your own song and sample something if you want and get permission and legal legal permission to do that or completely cover a song, you know, make it your own, but don't change the words and things. So I don't know. To me, this was like a one foot in, one foot out. So it was cool. It was catchy. I didn't think the visual video was anything to write home about either. It was yeah. very simple and, you know, but it's catchy. It's fun, but maybe it's catchy and fun because it's actually not an original song. And it's another <laughs> song that we also find catchy and fun, you know? What do you think about visualizers in general? So this is, uh, for those that don't really know what a visualizer is, it's a kind of a cross between a lyric video and not making a music video. So we now have an artist up on the screen and their song is playing and the lyrics are playing. Is this just another way to just easily get something up on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I once again, I'm going to say either if you're going to do video, make a music video, <laughs> make it artistic, have a vision for it, or put a lyric video up with creative design. And But to kind of meet halfway, like we're going to just kind of do whatever we want with the camera a little bit and then kind of not fully produce a video. I, yeah, it just seemed like this song was in between for me. Yeah. It's like do one or do the other. To yeah. me, Especially that's just my Especially if you're getting the other artists that you're performing with in the video with you, why are we just doing a visualizer? Mm-hmm. You know, it seems right. a bit odd to me. Right, right. right. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on to Gail. Gail is, if 
since we probably don't all know her name yet, but Gail is the one who sings A, B, C, D, E, F, U. This is her follow-up track called You're Just Horny. And she is, I'm calling, I'm going to start calling her the tip-top music pop queen because, well, she's like pop rock queen, but she's, she's doing some things that I think are right for her. She has a track doing very well right now in TikTok and on radio, and she's immediately getting another track out in the same style, kind of showing off what what her element is. And the video is so TikTok-esque in a way. It's mm-hmm. And it's this old school kind of 90s grungy rock girl. I'm angry at my ex, and I'm just going to call you out for it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's very Avril Lavigne esque to me. Yeah. Um, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was good. I yeah, wasn't I mean, obsessed with it, but I don't think it's bad. Right, it's not groundbreaking, but I think what's interesting with her is she is definitely getting a good team behind her because they're having her create her brand, create her image, and get it out there. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Don't let your track die. Mm-hmm. Take the moment and move. Continue. Bro. I think sometimes that's really smart, especially like, hey, you have a song going. Let's see what another song does. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of cool elements in that. I think that's really great that she probably has a great branding team and management team behind her. I always love that side of the music industry. So I'll always talk and praise it in a way. And using TikTok now. She's using TikTok too to say, hey, new track out. Use this now on your video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's smart. It's definitely smart. Yeah, for sure. Will be oh. interesting to see more, more of what she does in the future. Yeah, like is she going to go full album or is she going to stay on this whole singles mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. thing, which is something we talked about all the time. Mm-hmm. Is an album worth it for some artists or should you establish yourself as an artist first before you fully taking that risk and let, leap of faith to say, hey, you know what? Everyone's ready for a full album. Right. So, yeah. Up next, we have the Chainsmokers, and they release a track called High. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, talking about this a little bit because I find the Chainsmokers to be interesting. They they kind of changed the way music and dance music kind of went into the top 40 space. This more chill dance track. It's super kind of generic now and they're continuing to release music and it's still getting a lot of praise in a way but you know i'm always interested in seeing like when are they going to take things to the next step Mm -hmm. and um yeah i just you know i wanted to feature that in here and see Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good song it's i'm not like well like once again not wildly obsessed with it but i don't think it's bad Mm -hmm. and it'll be interesting to hear it a few more times maybe you know totally totally and then uh, next we have Hatchie. She's a new artist with this track called Quicksand. Mm-hmm. Um, she released a cool, cool-ish video. It seems like she's kind of wondering where she's going, what she's going to do next. She's in a limo. She's in a club. She's enjoying herself. I like the song. I think the song is a little fun and bop-ish. What did you think about it? This is my least favorite song out of all of them. <laughs> I found it very boring. I had no interest in it. I think it's uh, not... Uh, creative enough. I'm not saying she's not. I just didn't like the song. Okay. wasn't a fan. Video was boring. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Being honest, <laughs> wasn't a fan. And it was just too moody and light and slow and not – didn't have any sort of – mission to it. Sometimes maybe. it's fun though. It's yeah, fun to I have... think a lot of people do this already, so <laughs> it's hard to kind of create new space when you're doing what a lot of people already do. But that's just me. 
Okay, fine. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It's not horrible. I've heard many worse things. I just wasn't as as big into it. Okay. Well, here's an artist that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now because Christina Aguilera has been doing her whole, like, Spanish pop um, Latin scene thing. And I've come across this song now, Santo. And she's really bringing it in this space, I think. Um, The music video is really fun and cool and sexual and has choreo and she looks great. You know, for a while she's been doing things in the pop space and I don't know if they really were taking off. And now I think she's trying to say, hey, I'm Spanish. I can now work on going into this scene again. Uh, What do you think about this direction for Christina? I'm always a big fan of a pop star reinventing themselves or trying new things. I always say that Lady Gaga does that very well. Maybe someone like Madonna doesn't as much because she's a little more trying to just do the same thing all the time. I think it's very cool that someone like Christina Aguilera is releasing a whole song in another language like this. She's got a really great look for her. It's still pop, but it's got this awesome flair. Um, It's great for her. I think it's really good if it picks up and keeps going and she runs with it. And she doesn't have to run with it forever. But I think try something new. Reinvent yourself a little bit. I've always said that about artists. Try something new. Just because something worked for you when you were 18 doesn't mean it's going to work for you when you're 20 or when you're 30 or when you're 40 or when you're 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's great. So run with it. Have And it's Ozuna, I think, is the other artist on the track with her. Yes. And she's working with a lot of people in this space already that are having a lot of success. She's released a couple of tracks now in this whole in this whole space. I don't know if she's doing an EP or if she's going to do a full Latin album, mm. but it's doing really well. It's doing really well for her, and I really like what this vibe is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think it's awesome. So let's see what more stuff comes out. She's got a great voice. She's really talented. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really great to see what more future stuff comes out, too. Mm-hmm. And then one of the last artists that I want to chat about here is Omarion mm-hmm. from the B2K days. I don't even know if you know who that is, but he did a cover of, with a little help from my friends, that's a Beatles cover. And I really, really liked what this cover had to offer. It was really, really great. It was really a reworking of an old song that so many people know, similar to how we've taken some older songs with our volume one of Reworked that we released um, in 2021 and and reworking some of the style of the sound to get the message of the sound out with a different vibe. Mm -hmm. It's this, it's not as like, it's just got this really cool vibe to it, but it's also got like the wonderful words of the original song kind of portrayed. You can still understand that it's the original song, but what a great spin on it and a reworking on it. Really, yeah. really great song. I, I really like when we see a, like a reworking like this because mm-hmm. it totally is inspiring for us um, because this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Very, very cool. I don't, de- definitely we'll be listening to it a lot. Awesome. So, oh. Oh, oh, there we go. Time's up already. It flies by. Yes. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of a different game with you this week. Okay. And this, it's not going to be bop or flop. It's going to be, would you add it to your playlist? And I'm just going to go down and we'll even start with an Encanto track. And I'm going to say, would you add it to your playlist? Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, this is your pop playlist. So All right. Pop my pop playlist. I'm ready to go. We don't talk about Bruno. Sure. Yes. Added. Me too. Adding it. Head on Fire. Yes. Adding it. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. We'll listen to it all the time. (laughs) Light Switch. Yes. Really fun. Adding it. Beg for you. Mm, (laughs) 
I might put the song that it's ba- – what's the song that it's <laughs> – Cry For You. Yeah, I'm going to put that on my playlist because I think that's what I like. I'm mean, original. I just think this was not what it should have been. It should have went further with it or it should have been an original song. So I don't know if I'm going to have this He's one. bringing Cry For You back. There we go. Uh, you're just horny. Sure, because it's got a cool like feel to it. So why not? Yeah, I would listen to the song again. Okay. Hi. No, I wouldn't have this. I was not. I'm not a big fan. So me personally, would you? I'm assuming because you made this playlist, you would. But I don't know how long it would stay on the playlist. Mm, okay. Okay. So and then quicksand. No, I'd probably remove this from my playlist as quick as quicksand would take it off. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. I I just wouldn't. I, I like just wouldn't. it. I'm right. good for her. You know, do your thing. Feel yourself. I'm just yeah. Not, I'm not. I'm not digging it. But that's just me. It's just me. Santo. Yeah, I would. Fun. Mm-hmm. They always will put a Christina Aguilera song on. She's great. And then lastly, with a little help from my friends. Yeah, for sure. And I'd put the original with a little bit. Why not? You know, just kind of listen to both back to back, see how they kind of match up. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) There we go. Being honest, you know, that's how. Honesty is key. Great. (laughs) This is a great, great um, group of music here. Totally. Well, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Music and leave us a review if you love what you heard today. We also want you to join in on our conversations and engage with us. So head over to our Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast and comment on our latest post about the podcast episode. We would love to hear from you. And where can they go listen to this playlist? Yes, go and listen to the playlist at Apple Music or Spotify. I have links for them in our Instagram link tree. So if you click it, you can just go save it and each time before the podcast launches, you will be able to listen to the new tracks. Awesome. So yeah, that's everything. And if you comment on stuff, we'll maybe feature you in our podcast. So, there we yeah. go. All right, cool. So, Great. Anyway, until next time, I'm Jeff. I'm Richie. And we're signing off. Ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.